1: Wow, what a night for the Cleveland Cavaliers. 114, 113 in overtime, six wins in a row. Cavs are about to start a five game road trip, but gosh, is there a levity around this team right now? And they are ready to celebrate a big win over the Boston Celtics. It's our Cavs Insider post game report coming up next on the Cavs Insider podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse for our Cavs Insider podcast post game show. What a performance by the Cleveland Cavaliers, 114 113, the overtime win over the Boston Celtics for the second time in about one week's time. I'm Brendan Gulick with John Rutter here on site. Adam Prescott covering from home tonight. All three of us here chatting post game after a big win for the Cavs. The overarching storyline of the night, guys obviously, Darius Garland's return. That's huge. It wasn't just that he returned. It was how he played. He had the best offensive first quarter that he's ever had in his NBA career. Who would have figured that? Right, coming out
2: without an eye in- with an eye injury or coming off an eye injury, not being able to see questions about whether he was going to wear goggles or not. Uh, Donovan Mitchell told him to go out and take the first six shots. He made his first three threes, so that's a pretty good start for DG.
0: I was hoping for the goggles, to be honest. I wanted to see what he I looked like. Work. I'm a big fashion guy. I wanted to see what he looked like with the goggles or how he dressed him up. But uh, I think he's, I think he's just fine. Goggles, no goggles. He could wear six pairs of goggles. I think he's all right.
1: Yeah, he was, uh, he was pretty darn impressive. Uh, and I, and I got to be honest, after watching him sit down in this press yeah, conference yeah. from post game, and frankly looking at his eye, because it's like the first, first time, time ever, anybody's yeah. gotten a chance to see what's going on kind of made your eyes water a little bit because he clearly is, I mean, he's not 100%, but he was obviously good enough to go. If you missed Darius's post-game comments, you can watch those over on our YouTube channel. Uh, And by the way, that's the best way to support our podcast. If you don't mind, please subscribe to our channel uh, and you can listen to this after the fact, wherever you like to find your favorite podcast too. Um, Darius talked about, look, it was pretty scary when I was in Toronto. He said, "I, I honestly thought there could be surgery coming. I thought I might need stitches. I felt blood in my eye when it happened. It was it was not just a, oh, I think I got poked in the eye. It was kind of a terrifying moment for him, and maybe we should all be pretty grateful that he is back as soon as he is.
2: Yeah, I think so that's kind of the point that we're hammering home right now, especially you mentioned this is the first time that we've really seen him up close since we you know we saw the injury. And even the injury itself, like no one really got a good look at it when it happened. Um I you know, I was there in Toronto, I just kind of looked down and saw that he was on the ground. Guys kind of joked, Darius and kind of, you know embellish things a little bit he did fall into the crowd again tonight uh (laughs) and you know jb said every time that he hits the floor uh jb holds his breath but um the longer that he laid on the ground in that situation and you saw donovan mitchell run over and grab towels and then grab more towels and then you thought like something is is really wrong here uh and to hear him kind of uh really own up to that tonight like yeah i was ready to go into surgery in toronto that was kind of like an eye, like a whoa moment for me tonight to hear him say Were that. Were you about so, to say
1: it was an eye opening? It was, yeah. I was you know, <laughs> pun
2: intended there, um, but my, but you know, good on him to be able to, to come back and to and to perform as well as he did tonight. Because I mean, he didn't look like he he had to shake off any rust. Um, he was he was flawless tonight. And you know what? Uh, I I think that you know me particularly, really kind of maybe taken taken for granted of how beautiful his game was. He is very very entertaining to watch. Yeah.
0: I think the, uh, I think the guys rallied around him too. Once those first couple shots fall, you can just feel 35 points in the first quarter, uh, you know, his teammates, like you said, you know, uh Donovan said, go out and take the first, how many ever shots, right? It's like, you know, just kind of rallied around him. The energy was there from the start. Uh, so it, that was encouraging to see.
1: No doubt. I, um, you know, I, I, I guess when you watch him play and you keep in mind that it was just an eye injury as, as bad as it was, He's like, man, it was kind of killing me to be on the bench because my body feels fine. It's not like my legs were bothering me. It's not like I couldn't take a shot, but I couldn't see when I looked to the right. And that's obviously problematic. So good that he he obviously was able to you know work through that and that the injury wasn't quite as bad as I guess perhaps it could have been. Um, but the story to me is is more than just about Darius's return. This is really the first time because Evan was dealing with the injuries that that, uh, he was dealing with in preseason. This was really the first time, and certainly at home, that we got a chance to see the intended starting five, right? Your backcourt that you traded for in the offseason and now paired Donovan Mitchell with Darius Garland. Karis LeVert has emerged as a, a really good player on both ends of the floor now, which everybody has talked a lot about, including the guys tonight. Um, he's your starting three. And then you've got Evan and Jarrett down, you know, playing in the paint and, and sometimes a bit extended. And when that group is on the floor, there are sometimes question marks of like, okay, can, can this work as quickly as you hope it would, as good as it looks on paper. And the reality is, when you watch that right away in the first quarter tonight, there were a bunch of people looking around, going, "Oh boy, this this is for yeah. real."
2: Yeah, and you when you look at the stat sheet too, uh, eighteen assists between Darius and Donovan tonight, one turnover. I think that that really speaks volumes about how well these two, uh, you know, can pair well together. Um, you know, Donovan is uh, familiar playing, you know, away from the ball, uh, you know, playing with Mike Conley in Utah. I'm um, playing with Ricky Rubio in Utah, so anxious to get him back in the fold at some point this season too. Um, you know that first quarter was very, very encouraging, uh, and even closing things out in overtime. We talked about the starting five, but the final five was the same five guys that they rolled out there to start things, uh, and to see them clamp it down and to get that big stop there as time expired, I thought that was key too. Huge.
0: I'll tell you from a from a wagering perspective, just a mathematical and a trend standpoint, coming into tonight. So this is almost uh, 40 games of sample size here over the last couple of seasons. Uh, you've seen a lot of these, you know, home and homes, uh, you know, within a week span of each other. Uh, so this case applied to the Cavs tonight. If when the home team here, when they won is the, the visiting team the first time and they're the underdog at home in a second game, those teams are 10 and 26 straight up. Wow. Uh, so, so I actually backed Boston tonight because of that. And I backed the, the Cavs under 109 and a half team total. Uh, and to be honest, that that I I like that most of the way that probably cashes, obviously, without overtime. Um, but that shows you, you know, just on paper how good of a of a win this was for the Cavs that the math and the trends and the history over the last few seasons wasn't wasn't in their favor coming into tonight. That's I a, love it. It. It's yeah. a
1: it's a great point, you know. And I think about what we heard from JB pregame talking about defense and saying, Hey, look, our defense in quarter four and in overtimes has been elite. We have not been a particularly good uh, defensive team in the first quarter yet, and and to his point, he also said Boston has been an elite first quarter offensive team. So we need to come out and play well in quarter one. And and did they ever on both ends of the floor? Um, I was I was just as impressed with their ability to clamp down defensively in the second quarter when I think it was like four of twenty shooting. I mean, it really was a frustrating offensive quarter but I asked JB about that and he said look we can always control how hard we play on defense your shots might not go in but we know when we have to get a stop we're capable of doing it I think that's huge
2: I think that's the kind of the outlier with this team is the fact that they can kind of rely on hey if we're having an off night or an off four or five minutes like we can really focus and bear down on the defensive side of the floor and generate some stops and you know Keep ourselves in in the ball game. Um, that's difficult to do against, particularly a team like Boston, who can come in and light it up with guys like Jason Tatum uh, and and Jalen Brown. Um, you know, they were able to hold, keep them in check at a time where shots weren't going in for the Caps. So uh, huge. Uh, I don't know if that maybe was a swing in momentum there, but that certainly was a stretch that kept them in the ball game uh, because you're not giving up points and spurts to a team like Boston.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, 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 I don't think either team was really making shots. These teams came into the league or came into tonight. Uh, Cavs are number one in the league in three point percentage. Boston's third, I think in Boston makes over 16 threes a game. That's tops in the NBA and they were 22 of 80 combined. Uh, yeah. so neither team was really helping themselves out. It's a, it's a coin flip game tonight and you got to find other ways to win. I didn't think I thought Boston helped Cleveland out a little bit early. I thought Boston was rushing shots a little bit. Um, and, and, they got a bunch of mid range guys. Like it's okay. You don't have to shoot in the first six, just because you're making a bunch of threes over the first few games. doesn't mean you have to keep chucking them, you know, Horford and Marcus smart and Jalen Brown and even Grant Williams coming. Like these are good mid range guys. Uh, you know, I, th- I thought, I thought Cleveland was just a bit, even though Cleveland didn't shoot it well, or they kind of shot it around the same on paper. I thought Cleveland was a little bit more patient and worked the shot clock a little bit better. I thought Boston rushed it a little bit, uh, uh too early. Um, and, and I think it, you know, I don't know if it came back to haunt him, like I said, coin flip game, but I thought Boston could have helped themselves out a little bit more.
2: Yeah. And that's something that JB kind of touched on uh, in his pregame comments. Like he is content with the, with the looks that his team has been getting. Like they, they chucked up 53s the other night and he said, they weren't really bad looks. Like if, mm-hmm. if teams are going to give us open shots like that, we're going to take them. Uh, but I think you're right on the, you hit the nail right on the head there. Uh, there weren't a whole lot of good, open looks that boston had early on and you know to touch on like their defensive effort and i did notice a sequence like this in overtime as well but there was a sequence in like this second or third quarter where boston had two or three offensive rebounds and generated a couple of of extra possessions and even in those extra possessions every shot was still contested like donovan mitchell goes flying into the seats to block a corner three and then next thing you know he's like sprinting out towards center court to block another one i think it was a shot from maybe Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Uh, so, like, these guys are still smoking it
1: on the defensive end of the floor. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch them because I think they take, like, actual legitimate pride oh, yeah. in being a good defensive team. And there are a lot of teams in the NBA that don't. And yeah. I think maybe that's why, as a fan, it's fun to watch his team because you know what they're capable of offensively. But when they have just as many highlights on the other end, the, the diving for loose balls, the blocks, the, you know, in general, they're pretty good at rebounding the ball. Uh, it's a fun group to watch. By the way, this is not a basketball-related comment, but uh, in the interest of of being on air, I guess when some breaking news happens, uh, for the second time in the history of the World Series, we have a no hitter. How about that? The Astros <laughs> just no hit the Phillies. My lord, no, no. How about that? So, uh, Major League Baseball history tonight. But everybody's paying attention to this game here: in the Cavs and the Celtics uh, with an impressive win. Okay, so let's kind of kind of shift our attention to maybe moving forward here. Obviously, this team has played well. They're off to a really good start at 6-1. and It's just a good start. And I had asked JB, look, I don't even know how you quantify this, but are you ahead of schedule? Are you on schedule? What's sort of the feel here? And how much is winning a part of that evaluation? And I think he basically just said, look, you know, it's nice to win games. It's important to try and win. But you can't get too caught up in how winning is impacting your process. And I think this team feels really good about its process, and it's nice to have the positive reinforcement that it's turning into wins early in the year.
2: Yeah, you certainly want to bag some wins early when you can, and they've done a good job of doing that against lesser opponents and some some. Eastern conference power, the Boston Celtics, Um, you know, the old saying is you know, can't necessarily make the playoffs here in October, but you can certainly set yourself back. And, uh, you know, he said that this is a work in progress, obviously, Uh, you know, it's an 82, two game season. There are going to be stretches where this team kind of swoons for three or four games. So to have a little bit of a cushion that you've built in here in early November now, um, that's going to, that's only going to help you along the way. And like, these are big Eastern conference wins, that are you know I, I took a very I way too early look at the standings here when I was coming in here this <laughs> this evening and you know the two teams were separated What's a magic two, number John
0: what's the magic number to clinch a division right,
2: exactly 76 <laughs> I believe um, right, you know and, but you know there's you know separated by a half game it's they're two and three in the standings and you kind of like you kind of felt Donovan said you know it felt like a playoff atmosphere in there uh absolutely did uh and you kind of you know you expect that to kind of transpire here when these two teams get back after in march
0: you guys at all concerned and again this is the way too early probably nitpicky part of it uh, but that's part of what we do At all concerned about bench production against better teams uh you know chetty's had a couple 15 16 point games and i know kevin love had to almost what 29 30 points against the knicks uh cav starter scored 98 of their of their 114 tonight um against better teams Do you need something from that second unit? Or I know you can probably stagger Garland and Mitchell and Levert, you know, into that second unit a little bit.
1: Yeah, Um, it's a totally fair question. I guess I've just – my actual thought was more uh, in opposition to that in that, okay, if this is your starting five and you know the way Jetty's played this year, you know what you can get out of out of Kevin Love still, right? And now Dean um, Wade is now Dean Wade is certainly looking like a really good, reliable guy you can put in in, in tough minutes. Uh, you know, it kind of stood out to me. We didn't see a whole lot of Isaac Okoro right now, yep. and and he hasn't played great this year. Uh, of course, you need depth. Of course, you're going to need you know more than just a starting five guys if you want to win an NBA title. But I, I'm actually leaning toward. I love the makeup of this group, this team right now, and and the fact that those those guys on the floor uh, as starters were also out there to finish the game. I don't know, maybe it's some of it as you ride the hot hand, but yeah, sure, I, I I'm not really that concerned at the moment. I think that's one of the things that and
2: JB did kind of allude to this a little bit this evening is that like we are kind of a. Uh, an equal opportunity team. He doesn't necessarily see this living and dying with Darius and Donovan there in your backcourt. Like on any given night, somebody else can pop off whether it's a Karras, whether it's Dean scoring 22 the other night, whether it's Kevin. I do think that is an interesting point though, against the caliber of opponent who that, or how that could, could potentially play out over the season. Um, but you're right. Literally just looked down at the score sheet. Isaac played a little over seven minutes tonight and um, you know, wrote an article the other night and immediately he played like 18 minutes afterwards, but his playing time had kind of been on a downward trajectory after that Chicago game. Um, a little bit of a blip up the other night, but back down to single digits again this evening.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm probably playing devil's advocate a little bit. I think Dean Wade's got, there's something interesting there with him. I just think I get, you know, against the Milwaukee's in the Miami's. And when you get back to Phillies, you know, you know, Kevin Love shot two for 10 tonight, you know, he's Kevin Love can score, but he's a little old. Isaac Okoro's, can't score, but he's young, old. you know, and, and it's like, you know, where does that maybe come from? You know, if if one of these guys in a starting lineup gets in foul trouble or gets injured or something happens and you need to get a little deeper, you know, is it Chetty? Is it, you know, whoever? I just I think it's something again, this is the way too early devil's yeah. advocate type of thing. I just think it's something
2: got into a little foul trouble early, three fouls early on and was still able to be a factor.
0: Yeah. I think it's something to pay attention to, you know, as over the course of 82 games or when you play the better teams, you know, and and one of those guys doesn't have it going or someone's in foul trouble, Donovan's got, you know, whatever, you know, who gives you something that you can't, you're not expecting.
1: It's a great point. And I think it just goes to show that like, it's a long season and everybody deals with some adversity somewhere along the way. Some teams get it worse than others but you've got to rely on your depth as a team to try and work through some of that stuff and thankfully the Cavs are off to a good start um you know we look forward at what they've got here in the next week and a half because they don't come back home till Sunday the 13th they're going to go play Detroit on Friday and then they're going out west they've got the Lakers the Clippers the Kings uh and the Warriors and I know it sounds a little odd because you know what the capability of several of those teams are but all five teams the Cavs are about to play on this road trip as we stand here right now this evening, all five teams are under 500. Yeah. So maybe you're catching those teams at a good time, right time as well. Yeah,
2: That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. You know, that you always expect LeBron to play with a little extra juice when the Cavs come to town. Uh, the West coast is always a difficult road trip, but you're right. I mean, like you look at the standings and there's not a whole lot of, uh, there's not a whole lot of happy things being talked about out West right now.
1: No, no. The Bucks are six and oh, the Suns are six and one. Portland and the Cavs were 5-1 at the start of the night. Those were the four best teams in uh, in the NBA. Um, admittedly, I don't know if the others were uh, were playing tonight across the board, but obviously the Cavs are right there with Milwaukee right now as the top two teams in the East, just as we drew it up, isn't it? Right. By <laughs> the way,
0: you guys think Tatum got fouled at the end of regulation on that dunk or No. <laughs>
1: I think he fouled the rim.
0: They were talking about it on TV. I, I think in a normal pace of play, he gets that's a foul. In the last minute of an NBA game, you can stab somebody. And I, mean, I will say that he, I think
2: that they kind of did put the whistles away a little bit in, in the, into overtime. Yeah, because um, I know that there were some, and they were talking about it on the broadcast too a lot of a lot of late whistles. Um, you know, a few very questionable calls. JB alluded to uh, maybe in a couple of his comments tonight him being maybe displeased with. With, with some of the calls that he got particularly with travels, travels that were, were called and ones, ones that weren't. Yeah. I, I thought
0: the third quarter was a mess. I thought it yeah, was it just was, whistle after both sides both teams were in a bonus. It, it took forever to play the third quarter. It just yeah, yeah, I mean it was great third quarter for the Cavs on the scoreboard. I just thought it was so frustrating to watch. It was just no it was
2: rhythm. For sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what I think that that you know that dunk we talked about this team being de- great defensively <laughs> how glaring was that that it was yeah.
1: Like, I mean, as soon as he hit it, literally, on the inbounds pass, blew, all right? of a sudden it was like, oh, no. Yeah. And, I mean, the the attack of the rim there was, like, literally violent. Yeah. It was awesome. And Dean Van, has Van been Van Gundy called cool. it out on the
0: broadcast. Van Gundy called it out. He said they're looking for space. The smarten and Tatum's going to have momentum yeah. down the lane. He, he had it yep. 15 seconds ahead of time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, – No,
0: that's, that's a great game. That's a great win for the Cavs. I mean, all wins, you know – count the same right now. And, you know, like you said, going out West, go, go get some more against these teams that might be struggling.
1: For sure. Great start to the season. Cavs are six and one, a 114-113 overtime victory over the Boston Celtics tonight. That'll put a wrap on our coverage here this evening from rocket mortgage field hospital. We've got plenty more to come over on calvesinsider.com. So hope you'll check us out there. Thanks for subscribing to the YouTube channel. We're growing a really nice audience and we're grateful that so many of you have jumped aboard to uh, hang out with us both when we do these reports uh, John does a lot of, of game day reports early in the morning to kind of get you set up for the games that evening. So be sure to check those out. Um, but by subscribing to the channel and hit the notification bell, you'll know when we post new content, we try to do stuff as live as often as we can and uh, be sure to check this out wherever you like your favorite podcast audio only after the fact too.
2: I was going to say, sometimes you never know who's going to crash it. We thought <laughs> BJ Evans was going to come sw- swing by here this evening, but uh, uh, that's always an interesting time whether the lights are on or off or whatever's happening here.
1: Uh, and that's, Especially funny because the lights literally turned on. off on John uh, in the uh, postgame report we did a couple of weeks ago. So you just never know what you're going to get, and that's part of the beauty of it. For Adam Prescott, for John Rutter, I'm Brendan Gulick. We'll talk to you real soon. Cavs 114, Celtics 113. Tonight, an overtime win, six in a row. Cavs are 6-1 and one as they hit the road.